What's up, peoples? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. What it is, what it do, we back talking to you. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Quarantine. Yeah, that's, that's how what it's it going. Is. That's what it is, man. We've been on lockdown. Straight lockdown. We ain't going nowhere. Took a vacation for WrestleMania because I thought I was going out of town. Oh, hey. no. Coronavirus said, oh, no. Hold your horses there, pal. Hold my beer. Let me show you how to stay at home. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. So we've been cutting grass and cleaning the house. and I celebrated my birthday yesterday. Oh, Gunner had a birthday yesterday. What'd you get? A few uh, pieces of wrestling merch, which I'm excited about. Of course, because mm -hmm. I bought them. You of did. course. I appreciate it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Happy birthday to MJ Gunner. Uh, thank you, senor. Okay. Uh, big story this week. Uh, first off, the release of the revival. Yeah, I... Uh... I caught that. You know, I'm usually not happy about these things. About but, people being released. Yeah, but... I I'm think not, they were asking for they release for a while. I'm not going to lie to you. I am kind of excited about this. You know, it's it's not that they were under that they were underutilized because they weren't. You know, the WWE tried with the revival, in my opinion. I'm, I think that they accomplished everything there is to accomplish in WWE as a tag team. Uh, you see, I think the thing of it is that... The WWE's tag team division is not, you know, really that, uh... Deep? Yeah, not really that deep, you know? So, there's only so much you can do as a tag team in the WWE. Exactly. You know? And I feel like we only missed the boat on one thing with the revival. What? FTRKO. Yeah, I, I was, I'm still upset about that. Them and Randy would have been good. I like, think that would have been a great faction. I think it's uh, pretty good for them to go find uh, another company where they appreciate good tag teams. A lot of people are saying they should go to TNA. A lot of people are saying they should go to uh, AEW. I personally think that they'll fit the best in NWA. I think so, too. You know, they got the whole old school uh, vibe going. Yeah, I think they fit in there. I think they do well there. The only problem with that is the NWA it's, is not recording right now. Yeah, and it's not a whole lot of exposure. Yeah. When you think about it, NWA is kind of maybe third, maybe fourth in line when it comes to televised wrestling shows. No, I mean, uh, if the revival did go there, I think some people would go there just to see them. Like, if they were to go there, I would be, I would tune in to NWA Weekly just so I could see them. Yeah, to, I think it'll benefit both companies. That's yeah. the reason why I think they should go to, in, to NWA is because uh, the revival already has a fan base. Yeah. And the fan base that the revival have would put more eyes on the NWA. I guess the the question is, are they willing to wait for it though? Is the question. Because if they want to do it now, then AEW. I think AEW would be the, the right answer, you know. I think uh they would do well over there in AEW too. You know, they could kinda help build their tag team division up. I think AEW already has a pretty good tag team division. The problem is that their champions are still a thrown together team who Honestly, you don't really see them together that much. They wrestle their matches together. The only reason, the only one they didn't wrestle together was this week. Well, I'm just saying, with Ken, last week, Kenny Omega wrestled a singles match. This week, yeah. Kenny Omega wrestled with a different tag partner. They got Kenny Omega in the Elite going against uh, the Inner Circle whenever mm -hmm. that's going to happen. 
So he's in several different storylines. And the tag team titles are kind of being held hostage. That's true. You know, that, that, that does suck because that tag team division is stacked. They got SCU. They got the Lucha Bros. They got the Best Friends. They got... Uh, they got, they got uh, Santana, uh, Santana and Ortiz, who they're not doing anything with, in my opinion, who the could be in the inner circle, who could be tag team uh, contenders. Yeah, they're in the inner circle, and uh, they're in a feud right now with the Elite, and they brung in Matt Hardy. Yeah, you know what I mean. So AEW's got a lot going on, and they're trying to involve Kenny Omega in so much. I think he's being overused, if you ask me. Yeah, I can, I get what you're saying, you know, kind of like stick to one thing because the tag team titles are kind of falling through the cracks in my opinion. Like, yeah, as of right now. Are we going to get the Bucks and Omega and uh, Page because Page, I think that's what they're building to. Well, the thing uh, was with the Bucks and Page, they had a pretty good storyline going where Kenny Omega is friends with the Bucks, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But Adam Page is like, it's either it's either them or me. Yeah. Yeah, why they? I know, but why they build this story? Where does that lead the tag titles? I mean, do they not get defended at all? And that's what I'm saying. They're all on teams right now, which yeah. with Kenny Omega, Paige, Cody, mm-hmm. and one of the books. Yeah, because the other one's out. The younger brother is out. Right, and then they brought in Hardy, and they're all going to fight the inner circle, which leaves the tag team titles just hanging in limbo again. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And we also gotta take into uh, to account, you know, this uh, this situation that we have right now. You know, it, it has hit them too. Like uh, there are a few people that we haven't seen since it started, right? Yeah, since the coronavirus kind of took out the audience. Yeah. Which uh, I gotta give AEW kudos because when it comes to them having the wrestlers around the ring that are allowed to be in the building, oh, that's awesome. It kind of puts you know a little bit of uh, a reaction time, what right. what you would expect the fans to do, it puts it in the hands of the wrestlers, which I think is genius. Right, me too. You know, I'll- I think WWE could take a note from that and kind of give the wrestlers, you know, some space and and. Mm-hmm. In, in the audience and let them kind of give the reaction that yeah, I get you. the audience would have. I mean, there's not a lot of wrestlers over there that haven't, uh, that, uh, that are missing because, you know, of the coronavirus. Like, there are very few that we haven't seen since it started. Uh, you yeah. name any? I mean, not, not really. I haven't really seen Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't seen them. A couple of Japanese wrestlers from, from the women's division, mm-hmm. but Hikaru Shida's been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's won almost every week. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, she beat the hell out of Britt Baker, kind of gave her one of those shots to the face that busted her open, which was a great visual. I mean, it was a competitive match. I would not say beat the hell out of, but uh, as she did, she busted her nose, and Britt Baker kept going. Like, that was uh, pretty impressive on her uh, her, on her uh, part. Uh, the 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 part that got me was when she was yelling at the ref to give her a glove so she can do the mandible claw, <laughs> but he didn't give it to her. She couldn't get it fast enough. Right. Put it on, but she she ended up losing. But Hikaru Shida is you know what number one. She's the number one contender. She's won her last seven eight matches. matches. Eight. I guess eight now because uh, they've counted Britt Baker. But yeah, that's eight in yeah. a row. I think. Yeah, I think it's and, gonna be uh, her and Nyla Rose coming up. But. Uh, 
you know, Nyla Rose is so dominant, and that's one that we really haven't seen that often. Yeah. Since the coronavirus. Haven't seen uh, John Moxley that often, even though he was there last week when he attacked Jake Hager. And he will be there next week to, to have that, have that match. match. Um, and you say you're excited about this Jake Hager Moxley Yeah, I am thing. kind of excited about this one. You know, I don't know if it was just a video package that played. Because it played throughout the show. Yeah, and you know, I was watching the video package. And I'm, I'm getting excited for this one, you know? It's like one of them big matches, you know, when they play the videos and then you get you pumped up for the match. Yeah, I'm I'm not really liking Hager's style. Uh, he's bringing, I, I think, too much of the MMA style into his wrestling style now. And uh, I kind of liked him better as, as an amateur wrestler. As, you know, Jack Swagger. No, yeah. the, the style that he used. Yeah, he used the amateur wrestling style. More or less of a of a bigger Kurt Angle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was um, more suplexes, tosses, throws, things mm-hmm. like that. And now he's using more punches, elbows. I do like that standing triangle, triangle. choke thing that he does. Like, that looks like it's pretty effective on him. Well, you know, he's ended maybe three or four fights in MMA with that arm triangle. So yeah. now he's kind of, that's what I'm saying. He's utilizing more MMA stuff. I mean, I think it's nice to see him, you know, uh, kind of intertwine those two worlds, you know, with the arm triangle and the other stuff he does with the MMA. Well, he has looked pretty dominant in the ring. Yeah. He did beat Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, he did. He did. And um, but I I think uh that I think this is gonna kinda be like a a little bit of a walkthrough for Moxley because Hager might be the amateur wrestler style, well, more of the MMA style now. Mm-hmm. But Moxley is just a hardcore brawler and this He's being a hardcore man. Yeah, this Anything being goes. a no holds barred match mm-hmm. kinda puts it in Moxley's favor anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So we'll see what happens with that. The one person that I am excited to see get his little push is Brody Lee. Um, ever since he showed up, you know, he hasn't lost any matches. And he's, even though he's facing all jobbers. Yeah, I like Brody Lee's character, you know, the exalted one. And, you know, the, it's doing a big thing for the Dark Order, too. They're the number one. Well, number they, one contenders. Yeah, well, they haven't really lost any tag matches. They haven't right. lost any tag matches, actually. I think they're like 5-0 oh or but something. But I think it's given the Dark Order a personality. Right. You know, like, it's like we, they spend all this time building towards the Exalted One. And now that he's here, you know, they have more of a face, you know? Not just a face, but he's um, kind of turning them into... A first class organization to be a part of, which I think is awesome. He's making them wear suits and ties, <laughs> and like, yeah, represent me well. Hey, you lose that mask or something like that. Yeah, things like that. He's like, uh, you guys are dressed like bums, and right? Like, look at this guy. Like I got, yeah, I got an opportunity for the guy that's in a tie and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, um, and I, everybody kind of was looking for his mic skills to see where they were at. But um, they're pretty good. Yeah, he he cuts a pretty good promo. I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily call them promos. I call them skits <laughs> because that's what he's doing. You know, right? sitting at the table, making them not eat until he's finished. Yeah. And, you know, he's berating the the people that you don't know who are behind the mask or whatever. So, well, belittling. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think it works out pretty well for him. 
I think that that's going to work out for AEW as a whole. I don't know how I feel about Matt Hardy, though. I like Matt Hardy. Yeah, I, I think he's uh, working pretty well. Like, his promos are obviously hilarious. Well, the broken promos have always been something I look forward to. But at this point, I don't really know if it's working. I mean, he hasn't been there that long, Art. You got to give him a chance, man. He hasn't even had his first match I'm yet. I'm trying to, but I'm more excited about fucking Jericho going off on the drone than I am about seeing Matt Hardy. Well, he's Chris Jericho. What are you, what are you gonna say? And him being on on uh, commentary this week was awesome. He was hilarious, Pineapple Pete. <laughs> yeah, he kept yeah, calling that guy Pineapple Pete. Pete. Uh, him steady calling him Skiavone. That's been hilarious for, for years. 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 Yeah, that, that just never gets old. I mean, you can never get enough of him. You can never get enough of Chris Jericho. And if you didn't know, uh, every Saturday night, Jericho is uh, going live on Facebook. And he's uh, doing, like, Q&As and things like that. So if you have a chance, check on him on Saturdays uh, on Facebook Live. And join the conversation, man. And then he does a sing-along to Judas at the end of every one of them. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it's weird watching them sing live, but, <laughs> you know, uh, it's pretty cool. We also started the TNT uh, tournament uh, this week, the Crown of First TNT Champion. Uh, it was Cody and Sean Spears in the main event, which I thought was a pretty good match. Well, they all, I mean, what do you expect? You know, uh, Ty Dillinger or Sean, Sean Spears, Spears and Cody have fought before, you know, when they were, when he kind of debuted on Cody at All In, and uh, Cody still got those, that knot in the back of his head from when Sean Spears busted his head open with the chair, of course, mm -hmm. the chairman of AEW. <laughs> um, yep. I've always liked him. I've always thought that he was such an underrated, underutilized wrestler, and at one point, he was probably one of the most popular people in NXT, and WWE did absolutely nothing with him. They dropped just the like the call. Y'all just like to chant ten after everything. It was annoying, Art. He, they dropped the ball on so many guys, man. You know WWE has a habit of doing that, dropping the ball when when somebody's at their most popular. Kind of like when Cesaro won the first Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And speaking of, like they've been kind of um, going hard on Twitter about Cesaro getting his chance. I don't know what happened or what's, what's going on with Cesaro trending mm -hmm. for being WWE champion, but everybody's kind of rallying behind him right now. You see, and it'll be the same. In my opinion, it'll be the same thing that happened with, with Kofi, Kofi Kingston. I and knew Becky. you were gonna say that. It's true though. Like they rally, and then they get what they want, and five minutes later, they're bored. Like that's. that's I don't the think. Way so, I don't works. think that's the case with Cesaro. I think though. that this is how it works, though. Like that. I think that's probably why they didn't uh, run with Ty Dillinger at the at the time, because as wrestling fans, Daniel Bryan said it better. He said it himself. We're fickle. You know, it's like they're the flavor of the month. But Cesaro has been a consistent person for years. So I don't really think you can call him flavor of the month. If they put the title on him, I'd bet any amount of money that people would be bored of it. I'm telling you, this is what happens. 
I don't think that that'll happen with like, Cesaro. This is what happens. It was different. See, Kofi was a reminder at how good Kofi actually was. I know, but like I said, this is what happens when they do things just to shut us up. You know, like this is what happens when they do things and they're not planning on doing it. So they just do it to shut us up. It's like now we've got well, it. Right now, now we don't really have a voice, so to speak, except for on social media. With Kofi, it was a different story. Kofi kind of reminded us how good he really was during that gauntlet match. Yeah. But with Becky, Becky was just, I don't even know. I think Becky really was a flavor of the month because when she turned on Charlotte, everybody was just like, oh, yeah, Becky's going heel. Becky's going heel. Nobody expected that they would run this hard with her for a year and a half. Well, that's what I've happens. been sick of this shit from the first time that it happened. Well, that's what happens. Our, that's what happens. That's what happened. Okay, it was another thing where they, where we we demand something, we get it, and then we get bored. No, I wasn't with the shit to begin no, with. You're a part of us. No, yes, I'm you not. are. I'm not a part of you, bums. Y'all, as a wrestling fan, which you are. No, I'm we not. Are a I'm not a part. I'm not a part of this shit. We're a unit. Because right now, everybody's so mad at Ronda. We're a unit, Art. Why am I not mad at Ronda with everybody else then? Because you're a Ronda Rousey mark, Art. There you go. See, when it's something that comes to what I like, I'm always dead ass wrong. No, no, no. Do you want to talk about Ronda Rousey? Let's Fine. talk about it. I don't really want to talk about it, to be honest with you. Because she said she's not coming back as a full-time wrestler. Now, that does not upset me. Because fans are not appreciative. Okay. But, that, but you just said fans are fickle. So you agree with her. But because Not it's Ronda, case, but Art. because it's Ronda Rousey, it's wrong. All right, not in this case. See, there you go. Fickle. Okay. Dog, I don't want to hear it, okay? Not in this case. Because the thing of it is that, you know, she says that fans are ungrateful. And sometimes we are. I will admit to that. And, I will, and, you know, she says that she wants to go off and spend more time with, you know, her family who do appreciate her. And, you know, I understand that. I do respect that. How can you not? The issue is, you know, that she did call us ungrateful. And personally, I think that she labeled us ungrateful because we would not, you know... Accept her. Accept her right away as the number one top dog in the women's division. I'm sorry. But they still gave her the top spot in the women's division. And they heard right about away. it. Right away. And they heard about it, which is probably why she Right away, Ronda buried... A year's worth of women. Which is why we were upset and which is why she got booed. No, she didn't. Not immediately. Rhonda didn't get booed until she started the Crybaby Act, which is what she kind of does. Like, if if you've learned anything from history, you know when Ronda Rousey gets upset, she throws a fit. That's what she does. When Katzengano and Ronda Rousey were supposed to do the ultimate fighter, when she got there, Katzengano was hurt. As soon as Dana White brung Misha Tate in, she's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. I hate her. And Dana's like, shut your ass up. You're doing it. It's already in production. You're doing it. And this is the person you And defend. this is exactly what's happening in WWE. As soon as... 
as Survivor Series came around and it wasn't her and Becky anymore, she had to face Charlotte and Charlotte beat the shit out of her. The reaction that she was expecting was Ronda so tough. Ronda got back up. She walked out after everything Charlotte's done. But the reaction that she got was, you deserve it. Well, Art, I'm sorry. It's a free country and we have that right. And I, and I am with you guys 100%. I'm with you. I, I That was the moment that it turned. Because as soon as that happened, she was like, I guess everybody hates me so much. I might as well go heal. And then when she went heel in the healiest way possible, people were just like, why does she quit already? So what do you want? Do you want to see her get beat up? Do you not want to see her get beat up? Like personally, you know, I can probably personally, I would be all right if she did the part time thing. You know, let's just be. I say she is a big name. I cannot deny that. I say she should just stay away. Just do your family thing, man. Apparently, she wants to do this, though. She's done everything there is to do for a woman in both sports. Just just hang it up. I think it's over anyway. Because right now, she's got half of the women's division that want to kill her. Because Nia Jax is not standing for this shit at all. Because that's BS. She says she's got so much respect for the women's division. And so much this and so much that. And it goes on and on about fake fighting, though. We get it that it is not real. But you did not have to put it that way. I don't see. And that's I think that's what's really pissing people off. The fact that she keeps saying fake fighting. Is that... and that's, Is it any wonder why wrestling fans kind of don't want to get behind her? Then I can I I fully understand that because it wasn't fake when you were walking out with those bruises and busted mouths and broken hands and all of that stuff. It was not. Yeah, that's now see that's the part that kind of pisses me off. Is you keep saying all the real fighters don't get that respect, but they only fight. He she said. Basically, she said, if you took real fighting on the schedule that WWE has, you'd be dead. Uh, basically, she said that it's insulting to real fighters to be put in the same category as professional wrestlers. And that's how what, many how many real fighters, quote unquote, have crossed over to the wrestling world? A lot of them. I'm hearing Kobe Covington might even do it. That's what I hear. That's the rumor going around. Oh, please, God, don't. Like, don't do if it's this so... To us. Don't do this to us. That's what I But hear. I'm saying, Dan Severin, Ken Shamrock, Kay Velasquez, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, uh, I mean, the list just goes on and on. Uh, fucking Rampage Jackson did a stint in TNA. Pac-Man did a stint in TNA. Uh, I mean... And then the re- the wrestlers that go over to MMA, either you do well or you don't. Mm-hmm. Jake Hager, Bobby Lashley, uh, CM Punk, you know what I'm saying? Things like that Hager happen. Hager and Lashley are both undefeated, aren't they? Uh, I think Hager's lost by DQ. Lashley, I don't think, has lost I think Lashley's undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they fought in Bellator, so, I mean... When you think about the the caliber of athlete, yes, you can put them on the same pedestal if you want, because they both train hard. They both, you know, give 
give it up to their family for fight camps and things like that. The only thing is a schedule that WWE is on. She couldn't handle it. You're and and Becky like did an interview where she's like, oh, you're bitching because you can't get up and make your husband breakfast because you you don't like the schedule that we're on. But this is what you got into. When you get into the wrestling business, you know you're going to be gone from your family 300 days a year. 200 fights. You know what I'm saying? And you have to do that night after night after night after night. I mean, personally, you know, I think the ungrateful comment was, you know, directed at us because she got booed. I mean, that's just what it is, though. You know, not everybody's going to cheer you. Not everybody's going to act like you're the savior to the women's division. And that's and they're absolutely right because the difference between a person like her and a person like Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle embraced being booed. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, he started looking for those type of reactions after a Did while. You suck. Yeah, he <laughs> he embraced it. Yeah. Her, she threw a fit about it. And though the thing that you definitely don't want to do is be a crybaby in this sport. And yes, I still call it a sport. And this is a person that you defend. I I love Ronda Rousey. I'm not going to lie. I've always respected everything that she's done for the wrestling business and the MMA world. I respect at, what she did for but the But at UFC. this point, I could care less whether she comes back or not. I don't think that we need her at all anymore. She did what she was supposed to do, which was bring the name to the wrestling business to get the women in the main event. Now we're done. We don't need you. Pretty much. It's, it's, you've to be done. honest, I think that we would have got there eventually. You know, just that it having her there did make it go fast. It did. It made it go really, but really fast. But I think fast. eventually it would have happened. So we don't think, honestly, don't think it was a need. It was more it was, of a, it was a, a want. Need. It was a necessity. We I had to so. have that name. We had to have Ronda Rousey come in, bring that notoriety, bring that fan base to us. And once we got that fan base, they took off and ran with it. They ran with it. Mm. Because now, at this point, women can main event any pay-per-view at, at this point. Yeah. And it'd be a way better match than what Ronda was putting on. Women main evented pay-per-views before. She was a Remember Hell in a Cell 2016, Charlotte and Sasha? Yeah, but, I mean, WrestleMania was a different story. Uh, all women's pay-per-view was a different story. That didn't exist until Ronda came along. They would have got it. It, like you said, it probably would have happened eventually, but with Ronda, it kick-started right off the bat, and, and we needed it. We yeah, definitely I needed guess. it. I mean, you can hate her all you want to, but you can't downplay what she contributed to the wrestling business. I, I got to give it to her. Yeah, but, me too, like I said. I mean, and I'm not going to lie to you. My girls hated Ronda Rousey ever since the season of The Ultimate Fighter she coached. Hmm. <laughs> I started disliking Ronda Rousey when I started watching Total Divas. But did you watch the season she was on? I did. Regrettedly, I did. Well, what was wrong? Well, she um, she basically did what she did with the with the shoot that she did when she was getting her hair done. And saying how she fake fights better than everybody. And a lot of girls in that locker room did not take that lightly at all. As they shouldn't have. As they shouldn't have. And her nonchalant attitude made it a lot worse. 
Like, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you guys. And they're like, bitch, we don't need you. They don't. That's and that's that's what made me start kind of looking at her differently was her attitude towards it. Like it's like she's doing somebody a favor or something. Which she did, but be humble about it because these people brung you into their world with open arms to teach you everything about this business. And you have to take it with a grain of salt and just be like, yeah, I know I'm bringing something to the table, but they're bringing something to the table too because you wouldn't know shit without them. True. Like, you can't wrestle yourself. You can't main event a pay-per-view by Thank yourself. You. you need these opponents, man. And uh, a person like Natty, who's just, she just wears her heart on her sleeve, man. She just mm-hmm. deserves better than what Ronda was giving her. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's one big thing that I can say is they deserve a lot more respect than what she was giving them. And she was so, if you're so worried about your husband and his kids that he's got at home, then go be with them. Go be with them. You contributed what you needed to, to the wrestling business. And we're grateful for it, but we definitely don't need you here. You're just a spoke on the wheel. This business is going to keep going, whether you're here or not, period, much. period. But yeah, let's talk about some stuff that happened this week with WWE, man. Um, Bianca Belair got her call up after Mania. Yeah, you know how it goes after uh, WrestleMania. You know, people from uh, NXT move up to Raw and people from NXT move up to SmackDown. And Bianca uh, came up to Raw this week. Uh, unfortunately, I, it looks like they're kind of they're gonna uh, stick it with the the street profits. Don't though. put that evil in the air. Ricky that's what Bobby. that's what it's looking like. That's what it's looking like. Like it'll be her and the street profits. Don't put that evil in the air. That's what it's looking like. Well, right now they're in a feud with Angel Garza and supposed to be Andrade, but it ends up being Austin Theory. And they had a WrestleMania rematch, and uh, they end up turning it into a six-man tag when Selena mm-hmm. Vega interfered. And Selena Vega um, and Bianca Belair end up going back and forth with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of course, Bianca gets the win, um, but. I'm hoping that that'll probably be the last time that you'll see the Street Profits and Bianca Belair together as a team. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, get the because because hear me out. Same thing happened with Naomi and Jimmy. Right, and she right, and Naomi was managing the Usos for a little while there, just for just for a hot second. So I'm hoping that this only lasts for a hot second. I mean, to be honest. You know, Bianca is straight out of NXT. You know, I think that they would need something for her to do before they, you know, shoot her straight to the top of the division. I don't think they should shoot her straight to the top, but I think she needs one of those big, one of those big time feuds to get her there. And as far as everybody on Raw, it's got to be somebody there that she can face that'll give her that notoriety to start going after Becky. Maybe it'd be Shayna Baszler. Maybe mm-hmm. it'd be Asuka. Maybe, it, you know, if they let Alexa Bliss beat Asuka clean, come on. I still can't believe that one. They can give one to Bianca. They can even do the thing that they did with Mia Yim where she kind of cheats, throws her hair into the ropes yeah. and holds the leverage with her hair. I mean, <laughs> do something, dude. But I don't see that many top contenders on Raw 
I'm not going to lie to you. You know, Nia Jax also made her return this week, and I never thought that I would utter these words, but I actually missed her. Like, she <laughs> is going to be a force in this division again, and I can't wait to see it. Not to mention, Paige gave her the okay to use the Rampage. Yeah, she's using a Cradle DDT now. That looked pretty devastating on her. It does look good on her. It looks good because uh, Paige was a pretty small girl when you mm. look at the size of Nia Jax. It kind of mm. fits her a little bit better. Yeah, it does, you know. You know what I mean? It's more so, impactful. Um, she end up, who did she face? Deanna Perrazzo? Yeah, Deanna Perrazzo. And uh, the Virtuoso got smashed this time around. But it was a good showing for her because a lot of people don't know that Deanna Perrazzo has been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, that's that's a good thing. So Nia Jax is back. Bianca Belair came up. Um, and then uh, we had our first sights of Drew McIntyre as the universe, as the WWE champion. Yeah. He beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. But what we didn't know was after that match, the Big Show came out and challenged him mm -hmm. for the title. Yeah, we got to see that match on Raw, And we too. got to see... Drew McIntyre versus The Big Show, the match that we never knew we even needed. <laughs> I mean, I think it does make McIntyre look pretty good. You know, he did beat two giants the in same one in one night. night. Right. Yeah, that's crazy to me that they it let is. him beat. I mean, these guys main evented, main evented uh, Survivor Series like 10. 2002. Yeah, 20 years ago, damn near. Yeah, and. They were yeah. fighting for the WWE title 20 years ago, and he beat both these guys in you know, the show. Show's night. a pretty uh, well respected veteran, and I think it was pretty good that he came back and, uh, you know, kind of helped give Drew the rub. Yeah, because um, Big Show's been gone. I think he showed up for. Kind of a little was, bit of the feud December, with Samoa so. Joe. Yeah, it was like in and December. Seth I think. Rollins and those guys. Sometime AOP. around there. Yeah, when when Seth Rollins and AOP kind of first got together. Yeah, they brought in the big show to help with that feud. And uh we haven't seen him since then, and then he just comes out of nowhere. I think it's more of him promoting the big show show. He didn't even mention the big show show. Yeah, but <laughs> him being around you know, kind of gives them leeway to be like, Yeah. also, the big show's got a show on Netflix. Go watch it. Did you watch that show? I didn't. I watched Main Event, though. I haven't watched either one yet. I will, though. I did watch the Main Event, which was pretty good. Uh, it's about a kid who finds a magical mask, and the NXT is holding the tournament to see who'll be the next NXT star, and they get $50,000 mm -hmm. for winning. And the magical mask makes him strong, fast. You know, uh, it's got Otis in it, Keith Lee, Mia Yim's in it, The Miz, Kofi Kingston. Ooh. You know, it's got a pretty good lineup. And uh, also, my girl Pam, a.k.a. Chris's mom, a.k.a. Tashina Arnold. Oh, yeah, she was in it, too. Was she's she? in it. Yes, she's oh, in cool. it. That's cool. She's in love with Kofi Kingston and Biggie. She loves the New Day. <laughs> They've got some cool merchandise in there. Uh, yeah, I watched that one. That was a good one. 
uh, quarantine is getting us a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, a lot of wrestling too. Like that's pretty much all I do on the network. I've been watching rewatching uh, Ruthless Aggression era, as I've said on the show. Before. That's all you do is watch the Ruthless Aggression. Well, era. that's my favorite era in the WWE history. Arch. My God, I love that era. That's all you do is watch the Ruthless Aggression era. I've been playing a little bit of Kingdom Hearts too. <laughs> <laughs> um, on SmackDown, uh, we got to see uh, our first taste of the Forgotten Sons. Yeah, they, they uh, made their debut on SmackDown. I honestly think that Raw would have used them more because Raw's tag team division is kind of depleted, especially now. Yeah. And, you know, SmackDown, they still got a few bangers. You know, yeah. they still got Heavy Machinery and the Usos and the New Jay and Miz Lucha and House Party and Miz and Morrison. Yeah. You know? But Raw, they got the Street Profits. They got the Viking Raiders, which uh, we haven't really we haven't seen, seen them, them since, since since the coronavirus kind of outbroke. And we haven't um, seen AOP since. Yeah, since the coronavirus. Seth Rollins has been solo mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, I not seen Buddy Murphy either, right? Yeah, haven't seen Murphy. So, I mean, really, uh, KO and Seth Rollins... The feud has just been them two. Right, they kind of finished the feud on their own. Yeah, which was which was awesome. Yeah, I, I like their match, and I like this feud with them on their own and everything. You know, what, yeah. I, what I kind of missed is, you know, nobody really did the really great promos this week. You know, there were a few, you know, good promos, but, you know, they didn't really, you know, bring out the golden microphones, as they say this yeah, week. Yeah, there, there wasn't that many. In actuality, they had a lot more wrestling matches yeah, this week. Yeah, there were more wrestling matches this week. Which was really good because Nikki Cross and uh, Kyrie Sane. Nikki uh, Cross and Alexa I mean, Bliss. I mean, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Fought the Kabuki Warriors yeah. in a rematch for the tag titles. Uh, last time Alexa got the pin, this time Nikki got the pin on yeah. Kyrie. And then after Dana Brooke and Carmella challenged uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, I kind of found it to be funny during this segment. You know, I noticed that Alexa and uh, that uh, Dana and Carmella were kind of talking with their hands a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just that, but uh, you saw the first glimpse of Alexa kind of getting annoyed with Nikki Cross. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if this is going to lead to the... Oh, not the breakup. Come on, they just got the belts. For the second time. Not the breakup. We need we need women tag teams right they now. They are the first ever two-time women's tag team champs. We need we need women's tag teams in this division right now. And uh, you kind of saw the first glimpse of Alexa getting annoyed with Nikki because they, talk, they went in the corner, talked it over, and... Uh, Nikki just jumps out the window. Chalice accepted. <laughs> and yeah. Alexa was like, girl, my God. Yeah. Well, but she's excitable. What do you want? We want her to chill out. <laughs> That's what me and Alexa want. Both of us. Both yeah. of us. Uh, Tucker came out and cut a promo on Dolph. I kind of like Dolph and Sonya DeVille together, you know. They look good. They look like a, a really good uh, manager, wrestler. Uh, pair right there. Yeah, I I like Sonya Deville as a manager. She looks, she's starting to look really believable mm. as uh, managing wise uh, behind Dolph Ziggler. I noticed he uh, yelled at <laughs> he yelled at Michael Cole. Identity theft is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But uh. Tucker shows them pictures of Otis and Mandy working out, mm-hmm. and he's got a, a 
a fucking heap of bananas in his hand. Like, what's the deal the with that? And what's the funny, deal with the that? Bananas in his head. Yeah, he's got like a whole. I don't even know what you call the bunch or a bunch <laughs> yeah, of bananas. A bunch. That he's bunch. got it's like a bunch. A bunch. And uh, they're showing him pictures, and he's like, me and you got unfinished business. Now, he does kind of beat up Dolph Ziggler a little bit, but Dolph still ends up getting the win, super kick, uh, pinfall. Um, And then um, we had uh, Bray Wyatt. Actually, the match was Shinsuke Nakamura against uh, Braun Strowman. For the well, it wasn't for the universal title, but they had a match, and uh, Braun beat Shinsuke, of course. Shinsuke had a little help, Sami Zayn, or whatever. It was Cesaro, well, Cesaro, Cesaro, uh, helped uh, Shinsuke, uh, Braun beats him, or whatever, and then Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse pops up. And this was probably the best thing about SmackDown, in my opinion, because. It starts flashing back to when Braun Strowman was in the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. And it shows, and of course, Bray Wyatt's like, I brought you into this world. I guess I'm going to have to take you out. I hope he does. Like, I hope that Bray, that Bray gets the Universal title back, in my opinion. Well, we all know that this wasn't even part of the plan. I know, but they got... the. With Roman uh, being out for a while, you know, they, they got to move in another direction. And I think this is the right direction to go in. I like how he was like, uh, you got something that I want back. It's right there on your shoulder. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'm not playing your games, Bray. <laughs> that was a pretty good, that was a pretty good Strowman impression. <laughs> and, uh, but Bray's like, man, I brought you in. Looks like I'm going to have to be the one to take you out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's very interesting. Now, I don't know if this like leads into a five star match or anything, but it should be interesting, you know. The feud the feud should be good. You know, I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. Uh NXT women's ladder match. The six way ladder match. It's pretty good, but it was a pretty great ladder match. That was match. a great match, dude. Yeah. That was a great match. Yeah, you know, I enjoyed uh, seeing Robert Stone out there in his high water pants trying to climb the ladder with Chelsea Green on the other side. You know, it was funny to watch him, you know, man, get involved. Man, Tegan Knox took some bumps, dog. Yeah, man, she cracked the ladder right in half. Man, Tegan Knox is a tough son of a gun. Yes, yeah, she is. Yes, yeah, she is. Uh, takes takes a tough son of a gun to go through the surgery on both your knees and still be all right to come back. Oh yeah, I watched uh, that Tegan Knox comeback on the network. That was a great story to watch. Like I remember watching that and my heart literally ripping in half for her because that was just that was just soul wrenching to see that happen. Yeah, I think uh, after watching that, I'm ready for her to get her push, dude. Yeah. But uh, I really thought that this was Dakota Kai's match to win, especially with her having Raquel Rodriguez and, I mean, Gonzalez. I don't know why I keep calling her Rodriguez. Raquel Gonzalez in her corner. I keep thinking that this is Dakota Kai's time. They won't give it to us. They will not. They just <laughs> don't refuse. Know what it they is. just refuse. They refuse. They refuse. Man, how long are they gonna make me wait for it? I don't know. Sick it is. But I, it's it's Dakota Kai's time. It's either Dakota Apparently or Tegan, and nobody's getting that brass ring, man. Io but Shirai. Io Shirai gets it. Yeah, Io Shirai gets the win. 
And uh, now it's going to be uh, the dream match that EO wanted. EO wanted to have a dream match with Charlotte. Well, I hope she gets what she wants. It's going to be a great match, dude. Hope so. It is going to be. There is no hope about it. With two fucking star athletes like EO Shirai and Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair were two star athletes. And we saw what happened there. Matt, I don't know how many times I'm going to have to explain this to you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, too, this wasn't about Bianca. This wasn't a show for them. Well, this she could have used some kind of enhanced talent art. This was a art. reintroduction to Charlotte, to the NXT audience, because Charlotte was going to get this title. She didn't have, they, she could have used some kind of enhancement art. Uh, talent art. I stop will not being stop. mad. Stop being mad. I'm still upset about it. You are so butthurt about it. She could have used some kind of enhance, enhancement talent. I'm, she did not I have to feed her. Bianca they Bella did not fan. have to feed Bianca to Charlotte Art. No, they didn't. I agree with you. It could have been Chelsea Green. It could have been Deanna Perrazzo. It could have been anybody else. Apparently, you're not the biggest Bianca Belair fan, Art. Like, this will make you more upset. I, I'm not as upset as you are. Cause yeah, because apparently, I I'm think, the biggest Bianca no, Belair fan I on this show. My fandom. For Charlotte. Of course. Trumps everything. No, it doesn't. I think your hatred for Charlotte trumps everything. Oh, no. Arch. You really hate her that much where you do not want to see her succeed anymore. At all. You do realize she's a 12-time women's champ. Yes, Arch. I realize this. Which is another reason why I'm kind of nervous about her going back down to NXT. Art, like, do you think she's just going to bang out all these five-star classics? I but do. But how many people down there do you actually think is going to be believable that they could take a 12-time champ to their limits? Not I, many. I do. I think it's more of them down there than you Not realize. Not many. This, this ladder match really showed me how many women they have down there. I highly, and from a booking standpoint... Do you really think so? Yeah. Like, talent-wise, okay. There's a lot of them that can. Yeah. But how many of them are actually going to let them show that they I can? I think Mia Yim can show it. I, I think doubtful. EO can show it. Probably I so. even think Candice LeRae can doubtful. show it. There is a very few select women down there that I think they will actually let her take her to her limits. And I That's think, just me. And I think the person to beat her still is Dakota Kai. I hope so. With Raquel Gonzalez in her corner. I hope so. I really think that that's the way to go. With Raquel able to to take the focus to the outside, Dakota should be able to come in with one of them roundabout kicks and knock her head off. Well, why the hell is Dakota Kai not getting this shot then, Arch? I don't why? know, bro. I, I thought don't understand that, this. I thought that this was it. I thought like, them putting Raquel Gonzalez... To the, 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 it looks like it looks like they're pushing her to the top, but they're not really pushing her to the top. Because she hasn't, because she still hasn't really won anything. Hey, it's not her fault. That's the booking. <laughs> no reason to be hard. I don't get it. I don't either. I really thought that Raquel Gonzalez was going to be the turning point in Dakota Kai's career. I thought this was going to push her straight up. I'm not a patient man. I see that. I see that, but I really thought that this was the one. I thought, wait, wait, and I thanks. still think that this is it. I think that eventually Dakota Kai is going to get her shine on. Yeah, I well, just I don't know you. when. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know when. Right. But it's it's cool. Just let it let it flow. Let it go. Okay, um, 
we got our first taste of the Malcolm Bivens Corporation or Malcolm Bivens Enterprises. The athlete, the bib. I do. So hard. Malcolm Bivens Enterprises. <laughs> I think that they're a pretty good team, and I think I he's a pretty good manager. These guys, man, they look weird. Well, Art, they're still relative. It's like a, it's like a throwback to like uh, what was the name of Ming and Barbarians uh, tag team? Was that was that the Twin Powers or the no. Powers of Pain or no. something like that? No. Uh, Art, you're the one I was watching back then. Why are you I know, asking I cannot, me? I cannot remember the name of that team. I think it's like the, the Powers of Pain no, or something like that. No, that the, wasn't the twin it. Ta- the that Twin Powers it. or something like no, that. No, the, 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 I cannot remember the name of this group. But they, mm-hmm. they remind me of that. The old school like Ming and Barbarian or the Samoans, Haku, mm-hmm. ha, uh, Haka and Sifa. Uh, they remind me of like this uh, indigenous tag team of primal warriors that yeah. died in like 1995. Well, they're back. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're back. <laughs> I don't think so, bro. I don't think this is it. It's only been 25 years, Art. They're, they're making a comeback for it. I don't think this is it. And then to have Malcolm Bivens behind him. <laughs> He's a good mouthpiece. Like, Stark. I don't Starkly think so. Halfway was a great mouthpiece in ROA. They don't look like they, like, he looks like he has nothing in common with them. Oh, so, so it was all right with Drake Maverick dressed in camo and came out there with AOP. It wasn't okay either. Well, th- then this didn't surprise you. It made more, it way, made way more sense. The, the doubtful are. Did you do you remember Drake no, Maverick? No, not Drake Maverick. Little... I mean the first manager they had. Well, duh, that he was Paul. He's Paul Ellering. He's he. It made way more sense because yeah, he, he seemed like he did. was in control. Malcolm Bivens looked like he's gonna get his ass turned on at any second. Oh, all right, you just gotta give him a minute to, to get control of the situation. I'm sure he can do it. Uh, he doesn't even look like he speaks the same language as them. Apparently, they do art. Well, we're going to see. I can't even pronounce their name. Rinku and Siavu or something like that. I didn't catch the names. Uh, Their team name, I I didn't didn't catch. But, I mean, they have one. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know you. Do you even go here? Uh, Yes, they do go here, Art. I don't know you. Anyway, uh, main event was Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano in a uh, empty ahead, arena you? match. I love them fighting each other. I didn't really feel this match. Like, I think I would have enjoyed it more if it was a wrestling match because Tommaso and Johnny are both standout wrestlers. Like, I think it would have been better if it was a wrestling match instead of uh, the fight thing where they just throw punches at each other. And, you know, do some some crazy spots, but, you know, mostly just them yelling at each other and throwing punches. Uh, this had spots in it to me. It had the suicide dives, the trash can lids. Yeah, they did the, that stuff. I understand the that. climb to the top of the truck, uh, the... Um, the white noise from the outside, from I the inside like to the outside. I did like that. That uh, was pretty this, cool. This had some spots to me, bro. Like, 
Every time that they wrestle each other, it's always top-notch to me. There was this one point that was so underrated that nobody even really caught where they were coming from the outside from the truck and Johnny Gargano was standing in the bleachers waiting on him to come through the door. <laughs> and when he comes through the door, he kicks him in the side of the head. That was so funny to me. Yeah, it does sound funny. That was hilarious. He's just standing there. Standing in the on the bleachers, waiting on him to come past, and he's like, "Gotcha!" Boom! It just <laughs> kicks him in the head. That is so funny to me. But I, I every single time that they wrestle, to me, it's it's mm -hmm. a damn near classic. To me, every single time, and 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 the way this one ended with Candice LeRae getting in the middle, like, "Are you happy? You're you're damn near killing each other." And I hate my husband. Are you yeah. happy now? Yeah. Is that what is that what you wanted, Tommaso? Yeah, then she Is that what she wants? She low blows Johnny first. Johnny, yeah, she low blows Johnny. And then uh, Tommaso's like, damn, bro. It, it really came to this. And they apologize to each other. And then Candice LeRae comes behind him and hits him with a low blow because it was all a plan. Then Johnny pulls the cup out like, <laughs> ah-ha. Ah, <laughs> who's prepared? Look who, look who knew what was going to happen. <laughs> And it wasn't you. Yeah, then he puts him away. One, two, three, Johnny wins. Johnny wins. And uh, him and Candace go away laughing. They get in the car and drive off. Now, the question is, who was in that other car? I don't know. I, I couldn't catch it. Somebody else was sitting outside in that other car. Oh, there was? Yep. Well, I missed that. Well, you got to go back and watch it. But somebody was in that other car, and I don't know who it is. I couldn't catch it. But uh, well, don't ask me, Art. I'm sitting the on the same side as you are. Candace LeRae is healed now too, which I don't think that's the case. I think just because you have one instance where you're supporting your husband against a face doesn't make you a heel. Yeah, I don't think it was really a heel turn either. You know, I think she was just helping Johnny out. And it, I mean, it was Johnny's plan, so maybe it was a heel turn, maybe it wasn't. But we'll have to see who she attacks next to determine whether she is going heel. Right. If she attacks someone like Mia Yim or something like that, then I can see, yeah, that was a heel turn. But if, if she's just, you know, kicking Tommaso in the nuts, she's just helping her hubby. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that everything was great this week. And I enjoyed it. I, and I think the the highlight for me was... Chris Jericho on commentary. <laughs> He's hilarious. He's awesome. Billy Gunn in the audience when Cody throws his yeah, belt. Yeah, catches it. And, and he, Jericho goes, <laughs> oh, you're such a Mark Billy. You're such like a fanboy. <laughs> he calls him a fanboy. Fanboy. Yeah, Jericho's hilarious on commentary. But yeah, everything was great this week to me. Uh, do your catch up. Big show show on Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, main event on Netflix. We also watched Playing With Fire with John Cena. Now that movie was pretty funny. I really enjoyed that one last night. Like Cena is a pretty funny actor. I enjoyed it. I really liked it too. Of course, it's a feel good Nickelodeon story. Yeah. Uh, th three kids he rescues from a fire ends up having to take care of them for the weekend. What do he call himself? He's a, he's a smoke <laughs> jumper or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, the movie was great. Had a bunch of funny moments, a bunch of feel-good moments. Yep. Sarge. That's <laughs> who he played. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, anything else, bro? 
Uh, that's about it for me. All right, tell her where to reach you. Uh, Matt Lindsay on Facebook. Matt Lindsay six thirty seven on Instagram. My God, get it, get it right. Well, I like to change it up. Our dog one on Instagram. Our dog three on Twitter. Arthur Quinn on Facebook. Hit us up at the Sons of Legends twenty one at gmail dot com. All one word. Do it. Sons of Legends twenty one. Sons of Legends two one at gmail dot com. Um, tell us what you want us to talk about. You can argue with us, whatever you want. Uh, if you have a chance, go back and listen to our favorite WrestleMania moments episode. That was a good one. Yeah, I liked that episode uh, last week. We love talking about the shit from the past. So we're probably going to have more episodes like that where we start talking about things in the past because mm-hmm. with quarantine going on. There is still a lot of wrestling to talk about, but at the same yeah. time, I really had fun that episode, and I want to talk about more things that happened before. Yeah, me too. You know, I really enjoyed it and everything. Also, uh, the new Jack Dark Side of the Ring, if you have a chance to catch up with that, catch that one, because that was a crazy-ass episode, I watched bro. that one too. Wow. That was like, a crazy New Jack was episode. before my time. You know? I was living through it, stuff. and my guy got arrested like 10 times. Four wrestling matches that he had. And he's still walking around on the street. Yes, he is. He is. After damn near killing a 17-year-old, after throwing a guy off a scaffold, <laughs> after stabbing a guy nine times in a wrestling match, yep. he's still walking around out here. And that shit was crazy. It was insane. That shit was crazy. But yeah, um, Hit us up. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And thank you guys for listening to the Sons of Legends. We'll hit you up next week. Peace.